it's just been inspiring to see the reaction and see the response. And I'm sure it's very similar for you guys. It's, it's motivating to keep doing what you're doing and to keep helping more people and reaching more people and not just to reach more people, but to help people understand that it's all, it's all good. What's up, everybody? Welcome to episode 80 of the Mad Happy Podcast. I'm Payman. Really excited to have Lexi Hidalgo on the show today. She and I had an amazing conversation a few weeks ago. She's about all things positive content, really, really great stuff that she's putting out and inspired me to continue trying to put out uh work that that inspires people and work that makes people feel feel good and heard and understood she also has a great podcast called the moments pod and everyone here should check that out but without further ado we wanted to release this episode a little early on thanksgiving week signing off the mad happy podcast is brought to you by optimism enjoy the show with lexi hidalgo Lexi, thank you for being here. Yes, of course. So happy to be here. What's going on? Excited to have you. So is your real name Lexi or uh, is is that short for something? Well, see, I could go into this for hours. My real name is actually Alexis. I've gone by Lexi since I was younger. The name Alexis always, I don't know, I just never liked it. It felt too mature. It felt too professional. But now when I think of the name Alexis, I think of the most evolved version of myself, I guess you could say. So there's certain days I'm Alexis and certain days I'm Lexi and I, I'm choosing to be Alexis today. So yeah, it's short it's short for Alexis, but usually just Lexi. It's funny. Yeah. So my name's Payman, which is actually a Persian name. So I was born in Italy. My parents are from Iran. And then I moved to LA when I was six. I think for me, it was always like hard because I didn't really like my name growing up because it's really hard to say and spell and all this stuff. And as a kid, you just like really want to fit in. So I always think it's funny. And we always ask about names because, you know, there's like a certain like experience you went through just like w- w- with your nickname or like with, with your full name. And I think for me, like now, now I love my name. I think it's unique. And also after you meet me, it's like I'm probably the only payment, you know, so it, it kind of sticks in your head. I love it. But did you when you first moved here? Did you go by something else? Or you were always I never did. Yeah, I never did. So it's funny. I think I got lucky in a way because like there's not like a clear like nickname that that would work well. I wouldn't even know what to, what to go with. Yeah. And I think like a lot of people would change to like a pretty like generic name if they did change it. But I fit, I just like got through the harder part. And then I was like, now like now I have like all the benefits of like not having a very standard name. Um, but one one thing we always start with on the show, you know, we have this mental health journal that we released last year. It's called the Mad Happy Journal. There's like a bunch of prompts in there. So awesome. Yeah. And we always ask and we got to send you one if you don't have one. But oh, I would love. One. Yeah. We always ask, you know, one prompt from there. And, and for me, my question for you today is you can answer it and then I'll answer is what's one thing that you're currently struggling with or trying to work on um, in in your life? Could be small, could be big. It's a good one. You know, I was actually thinking about this today and I would probably say right now, something I'm struggling with and doing my best to work through is stepping out of my comfort zone. Like I'm so comfortable doing a lot of crazy things. Like if someone put a log over the Grand Canyon and told me to walk across it, I would do it in a heartbeat. I love living on the edge, but I hold myself back so much sometimes because I just get nervous and I let things take so much control over me. And I think like, what if this happens? What if that happens? And 
I'm working through it. Like I'm doing big things and I'm taking big steps. And even for me to just, I don't know, have a conversation with someone about mental health. That's not just with me sitting in my room, talking to my mic is really cool and really big step in the right direction. So working through it, but I've definitely been struggling with it lately. Yeah. Well, well, thank you for sharing that. It's so funny because comfort zones in general are, are a funny topic because like what you just mentioned, which is like walking across a log on the Grand Canyon, like to you, that's actually still technically in your comfort zone, even though externally it could seem like it's not. And like I found for myself, like I started therapy like two years ago and it's pretty crazy just like how much I've been able. And I always talk about on the show about how much I've been able to like learn about myself in that time. And there are so many areas where I wasn't even talking about the thing because anytime I would like I would just like feel very like weird inside and like obviously like that's like the feeling that you are getting out of your comfort zone and and now even for me and I think I'm gonna copy yours just because it's really good and I think like for me in work you know the company's gotten a lot bigger and we have a 30-person team we have a big office we have all these like expectations and stuff and and I think there's parts of my job that like I still stick to my comfort zone in so like sometimes I let you know, something's in the back of my head like, oh, you should have this conversation now. You shouldn't let it linger. But I do because obviously it's easier to do that. And, and we're humans and we don't want to do that interaction at all times. And like, you know, it takes a lot of energy out of you every time you have one of those or whatever. But I think I found and, and it was funny because I had one this morning that I was just like, hey, like I should just do this now, like instead of two months from now and waste everyone's time. And you feel so much better after too. And I think you just train yourself to be like, oh, I can do these things, you know, and I'm not going to die or I'm not going to like fail or whatever. So uh, really good one. It's one of those things where I've recently learned that stepping out of your comfort zone and starting to, I watched this TED talk called, I think it was called Dancing with Fear, but I watched that and it shifted like the way that I saw the comfort zone so much. And it kind of just taught me that once you step out of your comfort zone once, it gets easier and easier and every time and it kind of just keeps motivating you and keeps inspiring you to do the next thing. But obviously that's easier said than done. I feel the same way with, with work and taking the next big steps for the moments podcast or myself in general. I just kind of, I'm like, well, I can get to it later. You know, all we have is time, but sometimes it's worth just taking the leap, like taking the first step and it it never, it never goes wrong. 90% of the time. No, for sure. And, and I think it's like, everything's like pretty reversible as well. So like, even if it didn't go as you expected, it's like, you grow. Yeah. Um, I'm curious. So you're 21, right? Yes. So I feel like you've done a lot for 21. I mean, when I was 21, I was still in college and, um, you know, hadn't done really anything. But I'm curious for you, one, like, where did you grow up? Kind of like paint the picture of your childhood. Um, and then we could get into that a bit. I am 21. I do feel like I've done a lot, but I also feel like, you know, there's so much more to do and we have so much time. But when I grew up, I grew up in Delray Beach, Florida. So South Florida, always in the ocean, always by the water no mountains, none of that. Uh, had an awesome, awesome childhood. Like I have two younger brothers. They're 16 and 18 right now. My parents are the freaking best. I went to school, was in the gifted program, our whole neighborhood. We were just like best friends. My parents went to high school with our neighbors and they had kids the same age. We would like go in the woods and play infection, play manhunt. And I think back to my childhood and I'm so grateful for everything about it, every detail. And Elementary school was great. I felt awesome. You know, obviously when you're young, you're in elementary school, you don't really understand anything about what you're feeling mentally or why you're feeling things. And then middle school kind of happened for me. And 
that's when I felt the biggest shift in my life. And that's when I think I found my, I guess, for lack of a better word, that's when I found my purpose. And that's when I figured out what I was passionate about. I had been in sixth and seventh grade, just kind of dealing with this really, really strange feeling, like physically ill every single day, couldn't get on the bus, would call my mom, make her pick me up from school. She was so fed up with like me being sick. And I just thought I was dying of this like internal disease. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know crap about mental health or anxiety or depression. And I finally figured out that that's what it was. I tried acupuncture. I tried going to the doctor and it wasn't until I did yoga literally for the first time that I felt this whole shift in my mentality and the way that I saw the world. And I went from this place of darkness and like hatred, not only for myself, but for everything around me to, I consider it like looking back, I call it seeing colors and just seeing people in a different light and understanding that the world really is a beautiful place. And all that happened for me in one yoga class. So everything shifted. I was 13, had this like wake up call to life and I decided that I wanted to be a yoga teacher. So I told my mom, I'm like, mom, I'm going to be a yoga teacher. She's like, what? You're literally 13 years old. I don't know what was going through my head as a 13 year old, but apparently I had this mission and I had this goal. And I've said before, like, I think something came over me or someone came over and told me, here you go. This is what you're going to do. So we called so many studios. They all said like, no, she's too young. Why would you even think that we would allow her to do this? Yoga teaching is for adults and yada, yada, yada. You know, the world sometimes just doesn't want to see win. And I finally found a studio after who knows how many calls that wanted to take me into their training. So I got certified, became a certified yoga teacher when I was 13. At the time, it was the youngest certified yoga teacher in the country. And it was freaking awesome. I would teach classes. And the goal with all of that was to share with people my age that it's going to be okay. Because I knew I wasn't the only one feeling what I had been feeling. But back then, I guess I didn't understand what the mission was or what I was trying to share. And now I can look at it and understand that it's just important to know that you're going to feel things and you're going to go through things, but it's going to pass and it's okay. Yeah. It's funny because, you know, you talk about your childhood and from what it sounds like, it, it, it was amazing, you know, and like there wasn't anything like externally happening at the time that like would have led to, you know, feeling anxious or feeling depressed necessarily. And I think like one that that's like a big lesson in it of itself, which is like, it's not only about like your external condition. It's just like things happen and like, you can't really like, predict them I'm curious like thinking back about on that time like is there something that you think you know led to you feeling that way or do you really think it was just like chance or genetics or really whatever it was honestly I can kind of pinpoint where it really started and like what happened but I think it's part of being at that age and in the generation where technology is just becoming more and more powerful and I had been in middle school and I don't know what year it was but maybe like 2011, 12, they had that app called like Ask FM where people could anonymously just like say things about you and comment things. And it was what everyone was doing. And my mom would yell at me every time she found out I had like an Ask FM. I did it anyways. I was, who cares? You know, I'm not going to listen to my mom. Why would I do that? And people would just say some horrible things. I dealt with mean girls. I dealt with people literally sending me pictures of like dead animals and being like, this is what you look like. And it was hard. I mean, obviously, looking back, I can kind of laugh and be like, it's okay. Like, nothing's personal. It doesn't, you don't have to take things like that to the heart. But at the time, I just believed everything everyone told me. And I felt like I had been hearing so much negative that I just began to perceive myself as this terrible human being, this ugly human being who wasn't capable of 
much at all. And then obviously when you feel that hurt, when I felt that pain, I just kind of put that same energy back into the world. Not to say I was like a mean person at all. I've always considered myself to have a good heart, but like I didn't view potential positivity. And then in yoga, the first thing they said was just like, take a moment to be here, to be now and to be grateful for everything that's going on. And I was like, oh, maybe if I try that, like maybe I'll feel a little bit better. And it's just kind of like snowball into the idea that, yeah, you just have to focus on gratitude. But going back to where this part even started, it, it was it was Ask FM. It was middle school. It was Mean Girl. It was something that a lot of us have struggled with. I mean, I think, yeah, I remember. I mean, it was like um, I was like a junior or senior in high school when that happened. Um, so a little bit older. But, yeah, I mean, I feel like it's almost impossible, especially the younger you are, to not take that to heart. We talk on the show about how, like, when you're younger, it's like, all you want to do is fit in. Um, and so like anytime like you feel like you're, you know, you're an outcast or you don't look like everyone else or you don't feel like everyone else, then like it's so much harder for you to take that on. And then hopefully as you get older, you're like, oh, like I'm unique. And like, that's actually what's cool about me. But um, it, it takes a while to get there. So, so that makes sense. So you're feeling these things, you started doing yoga and like that was kind of like your path to being like, oh, like, what they're saying doesn't matter. It's like, I have everything I want. I have a great family, all this stuff. So then how did you go from that to like actually starting to share some of those things externally, you know, like whether it was through TikTok, YouTube, and eventually the podcast, like how did that all come to be? So one thing that I've noticed about myself is that the passion for sharing that has kind of just stayed consistent because back when it was yoga, it was while I would teach yoga classes, I would talk on all of these things and Back in the day, I actually made like a yoga Instagram that I wanted to be Instagram famous or something, just posting yoga flows and yoga videos and yoga pictures and like little words of inspiration. And it's so crazy to think that that was back in 2012, 13, 14, and now it's 2022 and I'm here still doing this in a way. But I kind of took a break from yoga. I got into beauty pageants and I did that for about a year, making it basically just my mission to help people understand the same thing that you got to love yourself through everything that you go through and just helping people understand their value and your, and their worth. And then stepped away from that, went to college for a couple years, spent a year of college, not really focusing on any of my passions or my projects. I just kind of partied and did the whole shebang. I felt myself falling back into that depressive era, I guess I could say. And I pulled myself out of the college I was going to moved home quarantine happened. And I'm so grateful for it because that's when I started posting on TikTok, just literally posting workout videos, what I eat in a day, videos with my family, day in the life. And I started to notice that it gained traction and it was gaining traction for good reasons. I was somehow, some way inspiring people to take care of their body, to move their body, to love themselves through it all. And then it, it just kind of has kept going and kept flowing. And now it's kind of the one thing that's the most important to me is just talking about mental health, obviously still doing all the things that are fun, like day in the lives and fun little vlogs, but most importantly, just helping people understand that it's, it's all going to be okay. And it can be that simple, but it's been a cool journey. Hear me out. The moms in our life deserve a spa day every single day. My mom is my rock star. She's the best ever. And she prioritizes everybody but herself. 
I'm amazed at how much she can accomplish in one day. But something super cool is that this Mother's Day, you can make every day a spa day for all of the moms in your life with Osea's Mega Moisture Duo. And let me just tell you right now, I use this duo every day. My skin has never felt softer and smoother and more amazing. But what it is, is a value pack of two luxurious body care moisturizers. It's the Undaria Allergy Body Oil and the Undaria Collagen Body Lotion. And they both have the most incredible citrusy scent. And right now you can get an additional 10% off your first order with code MOMENTS at oseamalibu.com. And listen, body care is self-care. So give your mom a chance to love herself and give herself the love that she deserves. Treat your mom to the everyday spa experience she deserves with clean vegan skin and body care from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code MOMENTS at oseamalibu.com. You'll get free samples with every order and free shipping on orders over $60. Head to oseamalibu.com and use code MOMENTS for 10% off. Quick intermission. Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. We all hold way too much heaviness on our shoulders, on our chest. We keep things in our mind that we need to release. And sometimes it feels like there's nobody in our life that we can release our feelings to. And that's why I am the world's number one advocate for therapy. I love going to therapy. It's honestly been too long since I've been but we're constantly carrying around so many big stresses and we keep it bottled up and it can affect us and the people around us so negatively. So I believe that going to therapy isn't only something that's good for you, but also good for the people around you. If you're thinking of starting therapy, I want you to try BetterHelp. It is designed for you. It is designed online. You can connect with a therapist through a chat, through a video call, through a phone call. You can change therapists at no cost. It is made to be easy and affordable for you. It's entirely online. Just fill out a brief questionnaire and you'll get matched with a licensed therapist and you can switch therapists at any time with no additional charge, like I said. So get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash moments today and get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash moments. What about you guys? Like how did this all happen? Well, well, really quick on on that. I, I mean, I think it's amazing. I feel like there was a shift, you know, over the past couple of years of like before, especially when I was like growing up, like high school, college, like that content wasn't really out there as much. Like everything was very just like, you know, IG, like very like filtered photos, like nothing raw, like no emotion type of thing. Um, and the change of that, I think, has been very powerful, especially because like now there's so many places like TikTok, YouTube, all these things where like if it went that same direction it would be even worse. Um, and so um, that's amazing. And, and congrats for us. You know, it started really just like as a small project, like Mason, who's my co-founder, and my brother Noah had started um, a clothing brand together in high school because they loved making clothes. And it's pretty easy to go to downtown and just like figure out how to make some things. And they learned a lot through that. And that was a good like first experience. I wasn't mad happy. And Mason was like actually my first friend that struggled with with his mental health. And that was like actually how I learned what mental health was. Like he never knew his biological dad growing up. He was in therapy since he was like three or four because, you know, he dealt with a lot of things, moved from Colorado to Michigan to L.A. And, you know, I think he he really struggled. Just, you know, he went to college for a year. We're the same age, dropped out of college um, and really was trying to find his path. Felt felt like, you know, sort of in a low moment and thought of this name, Mad Happy, in a text to someone and yeah and he texted it to someone sort of in like a different context like i'm mad happy for you and really started to think about that word shared it with my brother shared it with me and the idea behind the word is like 
you can be optimistic despite the challenges that come in our lives. And so, you know, for us, we were like, oh, like we think this name's amazing and there's like a big message here. And like, why not put it on a couple, you know, products and and like see what people think? Um, Not this whole like big thing. And I think early on it was like, wow, like one, people love the name and the vibe and stuff. And the idea was like, how do you make a space that's been so like dark, negative, closed off, like streetwear, kind of like don't walk in the store, like fuck you, whatever, more like approachable, fun, and like for everyone, you know, because also like most of the brands have been like just for guys, for example, right? Or like very small percentage of like unisex customer. And 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 like people really liked it. And and I think early on we were doing these like little pop-ups and we did this like panel on mental health because we were, you know, we were talking about optimism and stuff like that. And and everyone from there was like, wow, like we were like, no brand has ever done this. No one's talking about mental health. This was like 2017. Like it wasn't like the popular thing in the news yet. And we were like, just like what Nike did with physical health and getting people moving that like helped change a generation. Like maybe there will be a brand that does that for mental health and oh, maybe that could be us. And, and so that was like the, the little thing at the beginning and the spark and stuff. And then from there, you know, we just kept going and just trying our best and, and, you know, believing in what we were doing. And we've been very fortunate that like people were very receptive to the message, you know, and I think everyone knows someone that's, experienced challenges with their mental health and everyone themselves has probably dealt with things throughout their life whether they realize it or not and i think uh it allowed us to have something that's like so uniquely like human and universal uh to be like the core message of the brand and i think when 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 those things hit and the name really matches like the mission and like the vibe of what we're going for i think like gave us a good chance to to start and hopefully we can keep it going definitely it's so inspiring just to like hear everything and hear other people's stories. It's one of my favorite things is listening to other people talk about what they're passionate about. But it's just so cool to see how it it started with an idea. It started with something small, literally a text message with a word in it. And that's kind of how it starts for everyone when it comes to chasing dreams and chasing passion. So I'm so proud of you guys. I mean, I just, I just met (laughs) you, but seriously, it's so awesome to hear. Thank you so much. Yeah. I'm curious, like, you know, for you in starting the podcast, you know, I think that podcast format of also just like talking into a mic you know, solo for like the audience to hear um, is probably like the most personal podcasting medium because like you're literally t- talking into people's ears and like they form this like real relationship with you. Like I found that with listening to, you know, Emma Chamberlain's podcast and, and, and these different ones. I'm like, wow, like you really feel like you get to know someone, which I think is an amazing venue and like podcast, I think is uniquely suited for that. What was like the kind of inspo f- for you to start that? Was it like, the message that you wanted to get out and like, if it could help people, then like, why not share it? I never really grew up listening to podcasts. I never watched YouTube. I, which is strange because I feel like everyone that I know, even all my best friends had like their favorite YouTubers. And it turns out, I just, I guess I never watched YouTube, never listened to podcasts, obviously probably scrolled through Instagram. But uh, at the time on TikTok, I was posting these one minute videos making coffee and I called them little coffee talks. And in those videos, I would just kind of go over what was heavy on my heart? What was heavy on my mind? What did I want to talk about? And then kind of take what I was feeling and in a way shift it into something that people could take away from it in a way. Like if I was feeling like just really insecure, I would do a video talking about why you need to love yourself and why it's important. And I was kind of giving my followers, I guess you could say, advice that I needed to hear. And a bunch of people would comment like, you should start, and this was in 2020, you should start a podcast. You should do a podcast. I didn't know crap about this platform because I've never really 
listened or dove into it. And then one day I was kind of sitting and just thinking, podcast would be really cool. It would be a really cool outlet to just kind of talk about these things on such a bigger scale and just reach more people in a, like you said, more personal way. And I just kind of went for it. I waited for a little while. I was like waiting for everything to be perfect, waiting to be able to do it the right way. And then it hit me that it's never going to be perfect. You kind of just have to take the first step. You have to go for it. And ultimately I just started the podcast to become best friends with everyone who is watching me on TikTok because it is so personal. And when I record that podcast, I sit in like literally in this room in my house. When I first started it, I was sitting in my car and then I was sitting in the van that I bought that broke down. So like, I've never had a official studio area. So whenever I'm doing it, I'm by myself. And it's kind of like, I'm just sitting there talking with myself through what it is that I'm going through and what I'm feeling. And then it's super cool because I know I'm not the only one feeling it. And it's just really fulfilling knowing that it's been able to reach people in a way, in a way bigger than I ever could have imagined. And just hearing messages of people being like, wait, I didn't know, I, like, I, I didn't know other people felt that too. Or like, I didn't know that this is something I could do to feel better. It's just been the coolest little journey. And it's, it's still a learning lesson every single day. I still, I'm still recording with my sometimes voice memos on my phone. I don't have professional mics. I, I like only have my best friends come on as guests usually, but it's a step in the right direction. And it's been, it's been awesome. Like I, I love this podcast more than anything. Yeah, that's awesome. And I love that neon sign. So it's really dope. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. How does it feel like for you? I mean, sharing that stuff. And like, even when you started, you're like, oh, like, I don't know how many people are going to listen, but like, whatever, let's just let's just see. And, and then like seeing like and hearing messages or TikToks about like, people feeling like they got so much from it, or like their life was saved by like hearing something that you said, like, how does that make you feel? Um, and like sort of like what responsibility now do you think you have in the content you're making and in what you're doing for your life? I kind of have always done this thing where when I first started talking about mental health on, on TikTok, I think is where it started. I mean, it started back like when I was teaching yoga classes, but that's in a small scale. That's with like 10 to 15 people and it feels super personal and I'm not worried about judgment or anything like that. But bringing that to TikTok, bringing that to the internet that can be such a cruel place sometimes, it was scary. So I just had to convince myself that no one was watching. Like I didn't, I honestly didn't have a problem with random people hearing what I was struggling with. I had a problem with people from high school hearing what I was struggling with or going through or like my parents. And it still gives me this anxiety. And I like, don't really like to think about the people close to me in my life, listening to me being vulnerable. But I also have learned that being vulnerable is the most powerful thing. One Ted talk I watched that like totally shifted everything for me was Brene Brown's The Power of Vulnerability. And I have a book, I haven't started it, but I want to taught me that it's literally okay to feel all of these things. And then I just kind of kept doing it. And I started getting really, really valuable messages of people, like I said, just saying, it's so comforting to know that I'm not the only one that's going through this, or it's inspiring to see you working through what you're feeling. But every once in a while, you know, you'd get, it's so stupid. No one cares. Like, why do you talk about this stuff? And we know, we know what DMs can look like. People will say anything when they're just hiding behind a screen, but I've learned to kind of have sympathy for those people and just understand that some people can just be bitter because they're hurting on their own. Like that was me in middle school and something that I faced and it's something that everyone's going to work through when they're ready to work through it. But it's just been inspiring to see the reaction and see the response. And I'm sure it's very similar for you guys. It's, it's motivating to keep doing what you're doing and to keep helping more people and reaching more people and not just 
to reach more people, but to help people understand that it's all, it's all good, you know? Totally. Yeah. I think, um, for me, I found, of course, it's like always harder to talk to like the people closest to, and it's actually a lot easier to do it on a podcast. And then if they listen, then that's how they could hear about it too. But you know, it's almost funnier. Like people that come on the show, they're like, yeah, like I can say a lot of stuff on here that like I haven't said to like my closest friends or my family or like my significant other. And I think it's just a funny thing about like vulnerability of just like, it's so hard to do with the people closest to you. And it's like this like weird thing. I'm curious now, like thinking about the future and like, I know you, you know, you do a lot of writing and like, how are you thinking about like the different things you do is the goal all really around this purpose of like talking about mental health, spreading the positivity in different mediums and channels and and that sort of thing? I would say the goal is always going to stay the same. The passion is always going to be to just help people feel understood and help people feel capable of accomplishing their dreams. And I consider myself to have this squirrel brain. So I have like dreams and ideas and like the list goes on and on and on. And I struggle with really bad ADHD. So like I start things, I don't finish them. I can't focus half the time, but at the same time that it's something I struggle with so deeply, it's also my superpower. And I think that that's where all my creative ideas come from. So I'm grateful for it more than anything. But right now I'm kind of super tuned in on writing because when I write, I've learned that I discover all these feelings that I've been holding in my subconscious mind, whether like I just haven't been able to understand them or feel them or talk about them. When I write, all these things come out on paper and I'm like, holy crap, Lexi, like, that's kind of deep. You should probably work through that, you know? And it's just been such a powerful outlet for me. And I, I want to eventually like have a journal, create a guided journal because I know it can help so many people understand those feelings and those emotions because as humans, we're kind of, like, since we've been little, been conditioned to just, you know, feel better, do better. It's what the older generation teaches us because they know anything about mental health. They just said, get over it. Like you're being too sensitive. But I think that when we can understand ourselves at such a young age and figure out why we feel what we feel, I do think it's going to help this generation because we won't face these crises when we're older, I guess. I don't know. It's just cool to be able to understand your emotions, have awareness of your problems, learn how to work through them while we're still young. And I think that journaling has just been the coolest way to do so for me lately. And I think that everyone should do it more. Totally. I always talk about that. Like, I feel like I could do it more. And I talk about it in therapy and I, I forget sometimes, but every time I do it, it does help me a lot. But yeah, so knowing that, we definitely got to send you some journals. Yeah. And it's totally okay to forget. Like, there's times where I'll notice in my life, I will be journaling multiple times a day, just having like random ideas come through my head. I'm like, you know what? I should write about that. And then there's other phases of my life where I won't touch it for weeks, sometimes months. And I'll go back to it and be like, you know what? Maybe. I needed that break from understanding myself so well. I don't know how to explain it, but it's normal to be a phase and in and out of it, but it's still super powerful. And I know you just said that you started therapy recently. So did I, but I freaking love therapy. You could talk about it all day. How would you say, like one word to describe your experience with it so far, what would it be? Uh, Very eye-opening, I would say, uh, for me. I I think like uh, I've always been someone who, you know, I thought like I understood like, myself or like what was going on or like the awareness piece and I think like the best part about therapy is actually like seeing like oh you actually have not considered all of these things and kind of try to show you know you're a good therapist will try to show you like the things in your life that like you're ignoring or trying to not accept as true but only if you accept those things as true can you really like grow as a person and move on and you got to admit you have a problem 
to start fixing yeah therapy is similar to that and and it's not even like that everything's a problem but it's like thinking about how different experiences in your life could shape you know how you do things certain behaviors certain ways of thinking things today about today where like you kind of repress those memories or like you're like oh that didn't have an effect on me like for me, like, obviously, like, moving to the U.S., not speaking English, feeling, like, left out, like, all that stuff obviously has an impact on who I am today, whether I, you know, admit that or not or think about that or not. And so I think in that way, it's been it's been really helpful. What about you? I, well, I started going to therapy. I was one of those people in high school where if you told me how to go to therapy, I would have thought I was weak. Like, I, I considered me in high school to be a lot more closed-minded than I am now. Like I was just, I believed in stereotypes, all that stuff. I thought therapy was for weak people, people who had problems, yada, yada, yada. And then I went to college, started feeling these things again and started to actually open my mind to therapy. My roommate was in therapy. She loved it. I was like, hmm, maybe I should go. Avoided it for a couple years. And then I finally was like having a really hard time with my focus. Like my work was evolving in a way that I couldn't keep up with. And since you know, and I'm, I guess I would say I'm self-employed. I have to discipline myself. I have to time manage. And that is something that I really struggled with, with my inability to focus. But I also didn't want to look into medication or anything like that because it was also my superpower. One of those things where I was just facing this conflict. And I was like, you know what? I think now's the time for me to talk to someone about it because I would love to talk to someone who actually understands it and can give me an unbiased opinion on what they think and went to therapy for the first time. It was another one of those situations like that first yoga class was for me. I'm like, oh, this is freaking awesome. Like this is, this is life-changing. It's mind opening. And it's just been a really cool journey to be able to go and talk to someone unbiased opinion again about what's going on in my life, what I'm feeling and be able to learn from them and be able to just feel a little bit better each and every time. And now I kind of look at therapy as you know, like the class that you enjoy going to, like I think back to high school, you always get excited for like fifth hour. And that's kind of what therapy is for me. Like every time I have time in my week to schedule an appointment, I'm like, oh, let's go. Like I'm so pumped. And it's crazy. It can still have such a negative stigma to so many people, but it is really freaking awesome. And it's powerful. And you don't have to be hurting or struggling to go to therapy. That's another huge thing that I learned. Like I thought, I had to be sad or I had to be having a depressive episode to go. But like, no, I still go to therapy when I'm at my highest of highs, like when I'm happy, like be, just because I'm going to learn something and about myself and just talking to people is awesome. A little intermission. I get ecstatic to read you guys this ad because Thrive Cosmetics has been my go-to mascara and makeup for years now. So getting to be able to tell you about them is truly a dream come true. One thing that I absolutely love about Thrive is that they have clean, skin-loving ingredients and their foolproof products make it easy for any skill level to apply. You guys know if you follow me anywhere, but just listening to the podcast, makeup isn't my strongest suit, but I do love to play around with it and Thrive makes it so simple. And another thing that amazes me about Thrive is that for every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates products to fund and help communities thrive, which is so beautiful. And they also have an infinity waterproof eyebrow liner, which is so cool. You can get your eyebrows looking exactly how you need them to, and then go jump in the pool. But my most favorite, other than their mascara, which is my top tier Thrive Cosmetics product, it's like a liquid lash extensions mascara. It's tubing, 
It is, I wear it in the water. It doesn't make me look like a raccoon or a panda. It is incredible. But they also have this brilliant eye brightener that you can use as highlighter. You can use it in your inner corner. I have always used it as my inner corner and it is the best. So refresh your everyday look with Thrive Cosmetics, luxury beauty that gives back. Right now you can get an exclusive 10% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com slash moments. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S dot com slash moments for 10% off your first order. We all know how much taking a small action can make a big difference in your life or somebody else's life, whether that's smiling at a stranger, waking up 30 minutes earlier, practicing a new skill for a few days. Small actions go a long way. And the small action I've added to my life lately is taking Seeds DS-01 Daily Symbiotic. It helps maintain a healthy gut and healthy digestion. I genuinely feel things moving through my body easier and I feel better overall taking it. It doesn't only just help your digestion and your gut, it also helps your heart health and your skin. And you just take two little capsules a day. It's also very awesome for me to know that it's backed by science and lots of it. When it was developed in collaboration with Seed Scientific Board and based on their foundational work in probiotics and the microbiome. It's a product that you know you can trust. And also, our gut is a central hub for various pathways through the body and a healthy gut microbiome means benefits for all of the things like digestion, skin health, heart health, and your immune system. Overall, it is a great thing that you should take. So trust your gut with Seed's DS-01 Daily Symbiotic. Go to seed.com moments and use code 25moments to get 25% off your first month. That's 25% off your first month of Seed's DS-01 Daily Symbiotic at seed.com moments. Code 25moments. You're going to absolutely love it. It's been my favorite thing to take. For sure, yeah. And, and I think one other thing with therapy for me has been like, just like that time, it's hard to make that time for yourself. Like you said, you do with journaling and stuff. And I think just pulling yourself out of like your day to day, even just like that hour is very helpful, even without like the therapy portion part of it. Uh, I'm curious for you, you know, you put out a, a good amount of content. Like, do you feel like, you know, what sorts of like pressures do you feel, I guess, in that like, you know, you have this responsibility, you feel like you want to keep doing what you're doing. But also at times, I'm sure that feels like, damn, like, I want to just like skip this week. Like, you know, um, how do you deal with that piece of it? That's a huge one for me. And I think that that's one that I am constantly going to be learning how to figure out and how to work through. I have a really hard time balancing work and life because in a way, my life is my work and my work is my life at the same time. So I love being able to constantly put out content, whether it's making TikToks, taking pictures, like photography is another thing that I love so much, which is super cool to be doing what it is that I'm doing right now. But it's almost like I sometimes forget how to just be there for myself. And even now, since I talk about mental health, since I talk about vulnerability, I almost talk about everything that I'm going through so consistently that I'm taking away from it actually being my self-care time. I don't know how to make that make sense, but almost everything that I do now, I've started putting out. And I think that that's super awesome. And honestly, I'm really grateful for it. But I have been trying to take time to write things that I'm not going to share with the internet or write things that are just so personal to me and they can stay personal because when I do that, it does help me separate work and life a little bit more. But it also does feel like a responsibility, but a great one. Like, I, I, I love it. Yeah, no, for sure. I think like 
when when the mesh is so clear then like it's hard to like know like is this me or is this me because it's going out or whatever and those things and like it could stop you from like doing certain things or sharing certain things or writing certain things because you know you're going to share it. I that in my journal. Like, I'll be writing a really good, whether it's, like, a poem or just a piece, I'll be writing it. I'm like, oh, this would be really cool to post, like, on my, I don't know, whether it's read it on my TikTok or put it on an Instagram story, but then I'll avoid writing certain things in it because I'm like, well, I can't tell people that. And obviously some things are still going to be too personal to put on the internet. You know, you can't put every second of your life online, but it's it's a it's definitely a challenge sometimes, but again, there's always going to be challenges. Just got to work through them one time. Two questions we ask everyone um, is one is like, who's one person that like you would nominate to come on the show that like you've heard their story, whether you know them or not, and it's been like really inspirational to you in your journey. Dang, see this one's this one's hard because there's so many people that I look up to and have taught me different things. And that's one of the most valuable lessons I've learned in life is that everyone can teach you something and everyone can inspire you. I recently discovered that one. I don't know why it, it just clicked, but you know, one person I watched a, I think it was a video podcast of him and like, maybe it was like Logan Paul. I don't know who it was, but Charlie Rocket, he has like this dream machine. I watched maybe a year and a half ago, two years ago. And just the way that he talked and the way that he believed in himself. And now what he's doing is even cooler. He's just helping people every single day. I think that's freaking awesome. But he has inspired me to just keep going and keep chasing my dreams. And then obviously, you know, there's my mom, there's my best friends. They, people, there, there are two people who have just believed in me along every step of the way. And I, I mean, I'm just forever grateful for them, but I don't know. It's a hard one. Yeah. No, that's a good one. I, Cause there's so many people. Yeah. So many, um, Charlie, we've kind of gotten to know each other on Instagram recently and watching what they're doing. Super awesome. So, uh, so definitely a great one. Um, and then the final question we ask everyone is, Lexi, what makes you mad happy? What makes me mad happy? Dang, so many things. Uh, food. I love food. I feel like that's a simple one. But also being in nature. Like I love to go on road trips. So whenever I go on a road trip, I make sure I go to a national park. And I'm obsessed with national parks because you'll go on this hike. And you'll be on this mountain and it's just this massive mountain. You kind of just usually have no service. You kind of just sit there and you're like, oh, wow, I'm really just like an ant living on this rock that's floating in this galaxy that's in the universe. However, the statistics of it work, it kind of just puts into perspective for me that some of the things that are weighing on me so heavy don't need to be weighing on me so heavy. You know, I can just kind of let them go. Like I'm just here to experience this human experience every step of the way. And I don't know. I, I, I think that that is when I feel the most mad happy and the most at peace with life. But what about, I want to know your mad happy moment. Wow. Good one. Um, a lot of people flip it on me. So I have a different answer every time. So right before we started the brand, um, I was going through like a really hard time because I had gotten sick and I had left New York and then it had like led to this like amazing moment of starting mad happy. And like during it, I wouldn't have known that. And then for the last five or six years, like I'd been feeling like great overall, like, of course, like ups and downs. But then this year over the past, like, you know, maybe like June through September, it was just like a really hard time for me. I think like a lot of like the last five years caught up to me and um, and just was dealing with some like really challenging things and like feeling more down than I have in five plus years. And, and it was really hard for me because, um, you know, externally, like, you know, the brand was going well and all this all this sort of stuff, but I just like wasn't feeling good. 
And I think I realized, yeah, you know, whenever I am in those moments, I feel so much more grateful for like all like the little things like my parents or my girlfriend or my friends or my brother or my, you know, partners in, the, in this company and, and everything I have. And I think I, do, I am generally like a grateful person and I'm, you know, I, I never like need too many things, all of that stuff. But it's so funny how like people say like when you're sick, like all you want to like not be is sick. And then when you're not sick, you want so many things. But like the same thing of like when you're feeling depressed or down, like you, you're like so happy with just like the basic things of just like, oh, like I have friends and they're amazing or I have a girlfriend and she's amazing or all these things. And and so going through that time and then now feeling like I'm coming out of it and feeling a lot better. Like it's, it's like hanging on to those things. And like, that's really what life's about. And that's what makes me happy. That's freaking awesome. No, it's scary when like, you kind of, you feel like you've been at this really good point for a while. And then it kind of catches up to you all at once. And you just feel this like heavy, this overwhelm and this stress and, and things that usually like wouldn't bother you at all. Just like, I get super irritable when I'm going through it. Like when I'm in a funk, everything just makes me angry in a way. But I think it's just, you know, my deep rooted sadness just comes out as anger. But it's so cool that it's just this cycle. You know, you have to have the lows to have the highs and it, they one wouldn't exist without the other. And it's, it's cool. It's a really cool thing. That's what Mad Happy is all about, you know. But Lexi, thank you so much for coming on. I'm very inspired by what you're doing. So so please keep it up. Um, would love to do this. And right back at you. Yeah, would love to do this on your podcast if if you'll have us. But either way, keep keep doing what you're doing. Would love to have you come by the office next time uh, you're in L.A. And um, j- j- just keep it all up. But, but thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, and thank you so much for having me. We'll definitely do this again soon. All right. Talk soon, everyone. so much for listening as always it means so much to us we would love for you to subscribe leave us five stars on apple spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast check out lexi's show moments pod and let us know who you want to hear from next peace Mad Happy Podcast is brought to you by Optimism.